Hey everybody, I am the Common Sense American, and we are at another week and perhaps a crossroads for what is coming up in November. Uh, the polls are saying that Trump is going to lose and the entire world is blowing up on account of endless protests and riots and coronavirus just won't go away. And of course, this is all Trump's fault, so he has to be deposed. Um, I'm going to explain a little bit about how Democrats plan to do this. It's shockingly similar to what they did in 2016. However, I think now what we're seeing is something far more sinister and uh, far more overwhelming. And it's what we're going to be fighting against uh, come November. And if, uh, God forbid, a Democrat ent enters the White House, we're going to be fighting against it for quite some time. Um, but before that, I'm just going to throw this little... A uh, little story out there, see what people think. I am, um, I was out and about over the weekend. It was extraordinarily hot and, uh, you know, pushing 100, I think. And I, I live in a very liberal state. And it's no surprise, of course, that, um, you know, I, I, there is a stereotype probably that when it comes to liberals or leftists, they, they look a certain way and, and maybe uh, conservatives and Republicans look a certain way. I would say that one tends to look normal and the other one just tends to look like an animal. Uh, and I think they like that. Um, of course, that is a stereotype. That's not everybody. I understand that. Um, but I am seeing, and I've seen, obviously we've all seen this. It's an increase in, in recent years, past decade, 10, 20 years. Um, People, in my neck of the woods, especially women with multiple piercings and tattoos and, you know, a couple things. One, I don't like it. I don't like either one. I'm sorry that I don't. Um, you know, I am far less likely to date somebody with piercings outside of their ears or, or tattoos. I'm not saying I'm, I wouldn't. I'm saying I'm just less likely. Um, if, it's, if it's at all okay to be against this kind of thing, which it may not be. It's probably racist. Everything I say is racist. Everything I do is racist. As a white male, I'm the biggest villain in the country right now, and it makes me want to leave. Um, but I'm saying it anyway. I'm saying it here because so long as freedom of speech is still a thing in the Constitution, I will speak. And in this case, I just don't like it. And I'm, I see it everywhere. And it's, I don't find it even remotely appealing. And I you know, there was a time when this started to become a thing, you know, uh, tattoos and piercings, all that were always seen as part of the counterculture. And um, when you ask people why they do it, they say, well, I'm expressing myself. It's, it's expressive individuality of my freedom to do what I want and to express myself in the way that I want. Um, my only question is, if it's an expression of individuality and, uh, you know, you're rebelling or whatever against the so-called norm, which as far as I can tell isn't the norm anymore, how come everybody's doing it? I mean, I think it's, I, saw, I read a statistic where I think it's, it's well over half. It's like 60 some percent of women between the ages of, young women, I think it's between the ages of like 18 and 30 have at least one tattoo. Uh, which is just dramatically different than any that's ever been. And obviously piercings are up as well in both men and women, but there has been an increase, uh, I think a more dramatic increase in, in women. Uh, so if everybody's doing this, if the majority is doing this, how is that? You're all doing the same thing. That's no longer individuality. You're not saying anything. You're not doing anything. And on top of which, most of the time, I, I think it's just because you're making a statement of, I don't feel like being anything even remotely normal. And this is just the way I'm going to do it. And, you know, and to hell with you if you, it's not about looks. Uh, you're, you're too 
vain and you're too shallow and you shouldn't care that I have a bar through my nose and a tattoo over my eyelids or whatever. Um, yeah, you know what? I do. And how you present yourself to your fellow man does matter, has always mattered since the beginning of time, and will continue to matter. You look a certain way, I'm going to sit and think certain things. That's just the way it is. Whether they're true or not, that's up for debate. But I'm still allowed to think those things, I'm still going to think those things. It's not a statement of individuality, it's generally just you wanting to look this way. It's, it's more of a fashion statement than anything, and it's a common one. It's not any rebellion that I can see. Everybody's doing it. So who cares? Seriously, just... I, I don't care anymore about your stupid individuality and expression when it's not even close to that. You haven't had an individual or an original thought in your head ever. Anyway. Uh, moving along here, I, I have noticed also uh, people are starting to go, oh, by the way, November isn't that far off. And... If you notice, if you take a look around at anything that's in the news or anything that Democrats are pushing, every last bit of it is designed to uh, reflect badly on the president. Every headline is designed that way. I mean, it's always it's been that way pretty much the entire time he's been in office. But right now, it's starting to hit a fever pitch, and it's becoming more and more obvious and more and more transparent. I refer you back to 2016, when every single poll in the entire country, said that Trump would not only lose, that he would get absolutely annihilated by Hillary Clinton. And they, I mean, it wasn't even close. The, the, the election itself was, at, by the time we reached it, was in the eyes of many merely a formality. It was over. It was going to be a disaster. There was no hope. And basically the opposite happened. It was a complete runaway victory for Trump. How many states did he win again? You've got liberals going, oh, but, you know, look at the, you know, New York, California. As far as they're concerned, the only states they want to count are liberal states. And, gee, you know, it looked like they were in the minority, the extreme minority. And somehow that happened. Now, that would have to happen again because, of course, we're not going to see any polls that have Trump winning again. And... That shouldn't come as news to anybody. That shouldn't come as a shock to anybody. I had predicted earlier this year that sometime during the summer, I thought maybe June-ish, but the virus sprung back and we got and, and then there was we got the whole George Floyd and Black Lives Matter thing. So that's been dominating a lot of the headlines. So if it wasn't for that, I think I would have been closer to being pinpoint accurate. But it's still starting to happen right now, which is um you know, they're, they're basically formulating an agenda which says that Trump can't win. And that if you, if you only listen to the mainstream news broadcasts and things of that nature, you only listen to CNN and MSNBC, and that's all you're looking at, to you, it will look like Trump has no chance. And that's what they want. That is the image that they're trying to present. What baffles me is that they're doing it again after failing so miserably the first time around. And they're doing it in a way that it, it boggles the mind just how transparent they can be. And they think that we're not going to notice, or if we do notice, that we won't care. Breitbart uh, ran an article just today about how they're being, they've basically been blacklisted by Google uh, in terms of the search algorithm. You know, it's, they, I think they said something like before... They were blacklisted. They had something 1,500-some terms 
search terms that would put them in the top, I think, 10 of, of searches for Google. Now it's down to like 50. They can't be found at all. Their traffic has just bottomed out when it comes to Google uh, organic searches and things like that. And they're hardly the only site. And of course, there's our only conservative sites complaining about this. If you can find me a liberal left-wing publication that complains of being silenced by big tech or social media, I will give you money because there isn't one. Not one has raised their hand ever and said, hey, we're seeing something odd in our numbers. We're seeing something that just doesn't make sense. Why We have a Facebook page of a million likes and our best you know, posts barely reach 5,000 people. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen to any left-wing anything. They are promoted. They are allowed to operate almost with impunity. They are, they, you know, they have these things in place, especially on social media, and they will claim that everybody is fact-checked and everybody has to, you know, abide by certain rules. And if you don't, you will be, you know, you will be blacklisted. Uh, you will be shadow banned on Twitter. You will be reach restricted on Facebook. Uh, you'll be kicked right off of Instagram and things like that. And if you disobey these orders and you violate these policies, you're going to go, supposedly, no matter who you are or on which side of the aisle you are on. This has been proven false a hundred times over. There has never, find me a report, of a significant liberal left-wing source of publication of any kind that is complaining that they are being, in, in some way, silenced or restricted or oppressed in some way. Find me. Go ahead. See if you can find one. On the other hand, I will find you 50 to 100 who are either suffering badly because they cannot be heard and cannot be exposed, or they're just flat out of business. I don't know if people know this, but after 2016, immediately following that election, Facebook did a major purge of pretty much all so many conservative uh, sites uh, and publications. They just put the hammer down and said, you're all done. We are not going to give you any more reach. We're not going to give you any more uh, audience. We're going to heavily hamper your page. We're, we're going to uh, we're going to take away um, monetization. We will no longer be rewarding you for any reason because, well, supposedly you violated you know you violated a policy, but really it's because you're conservative and you need to get off the platform. That's really all it was. That's what they said. And if you ask. Any of the people who work for those sources and sites, they will tell you that's exactly what happened. They woke up one day and were completely blacklisted off the site. The same thing is happening right now uh, in, in Google. Their search algorithms are really no different in terms of how they're being manipulated. You take a look and see what's at the top of the search lists, and when you put in any, any sort of major term, you will see the ones that come. They're all liberal sites. They're all dominated by, by left-wing sources, every single one. Now, I have spoken in the past about the three pillars of power, which is education, entertainment, and the media. And those are the three pillars of power in this country because we put them in positions of power. And when every single one of them has the same agenda, you have to worry. We all do. Now, they... I, I, they, oh, they have, they always, they have for a long time. They certainly had during during the Obama years. But I think even they backed off a little when they saw that it was so quote unquote obvious that Hillary was going to beat Donald. That there was no chance. That they didn't really have to push it that hard. They threw their polls out there in your face and said, "Yep, see, there's no hope." And I think everyone sort of believed that. I think even conservatives believe that to some extent. So there wasn't much in the way 
of hammering it down your throat. But now they are taking advantage of the current situation and they are absolutely going all out. If you will notice, what are the things that get the most attention? Like I said, it's the recurrence of the coronavirus, it's the Black Lives Matter insanity, it's racism. All of these things they can use to throw back at Trump. They can blame Trump for the virus. They can blame Trump for once again being somehow racist and he never said anything against black people or any minorities ever. Never did anything against them. Nothing. And yet, he will be a scapegoat for this. He's been a, he's been a strong supporter of the police and the military. And look who they're going after. The police and the military. Because of the George Floyd thing. He can't be right in that either. In no way are any of these headlines going to help him. Oh, the economy, we don't know. It looks like it's floundering. Stocks are flat, whatever. They just fell a little. Whatever was happening, everything that he built up, which they won't even acknowledge that he built up, has disappeared. And with trillion-dollar coronavirus relief bills, it's not really any surprise. And yet we still have Democrats saying, no, we want more money. We want that deficit to go even higher. We want people to earn more money than they ever did at their job while sitting at home. And somehow this is going to incentivize them to go back to work. Backwards as usual, it's how leftists operate. And ushering in socialism, it's what they want. It's what they've always wanted. This opens the door to that. I said back when they did the, uh, the first stimulus check for the 1200 I said, I, you know what? I'm okay with it provided that, A, most people who get it are, you know, do need it. We're not giving it to the rich. Um, and also that they do use it. It is a stimulus check. That needs to be put into the economy to keep things rolling. Don't put it in the bank. That's not doing anybody any favors. It's called a stimulus check for a reason. Use it in whatever capacity. And I, I sort of got that. I said, but I made this big caveat at the time. I said, this can only happen really once. Okay, that's it. This is okay. Things are nuts right now. We're not really sure what's going on with, with the virus. We don't know how long it's going to last. We know a lot of people are struggling, so we're going to put this out there. Now, I was not ever in favor of adding $600 a week to unemployment, which, by the way, Ted Cruz put this statistic up a couple about a week ago when he said he's railing against this in the new bill, saying that this may, means that 68% of the people who are getting that relief are earning more at home than they ever did at their job. That can't happen. That cannot continue. To, that's got to go. That should never have been in place from the outset, ever. And I would have been against from the start because that is socialism or even communism at its core. That is essentially giving people no reason to get up and do anything. And what do Democrats want? They want that to continue. Not only to continue to cripple the federal government and put us at a massive deficit that no one's ever heard of, but also to usher in socialism, make these people even more reliant on the government, turn individualism out the door, real individualism, as opposed to what I was talking about before with the tattoos and the, and the piercings. This is real. This is taking care of yourself. This is taking pride in your work. This is doing your work on a daily basis. This is working hard. A work ethic. They want it all gone. They want you to sit home, do like, I don't know, 20 hours a week and 100,000 a year. You, you think that's a joke. You see which direction this is going. You won't believe how far they're willing to push it. I said before, that can only happen once. And here we go again. Not only do they want to keep this 600 in place, but they want to do another check. And on top of which, you know, Republicans are fighting back. They're saying, well, no, we want this down to 200 a week, which would mean that at that point, the majority of people getting it wouldn't be making more than, than, than they made at the job. However, that is still on top of unemployment. 
They're still getting a big chunk of money from the government every month for no reason. This all has to stop. We need to go back to work. But again, we can't because of the virus, because of a virus with a 0.04% mortality rate and basically zero, statistically zero between the ages of you know two and 60. This is insane. Everyone needs to go back to work, but we can't. And Democrats don't want you to, because the longer this can roll on, the more they can blame Trump. Same thing with the protests and the rioting and the racism this and the racism that, and black lives this, and white people are all villains and racists. That, too, is going to happen, because that's been a rhetoric they've been pushing against Trump from day one, from when he stepped in the, in the Oval Office. Now they can push that even harder. Now you take a look at those three pillars of power. The media is doing their job. It's what they always do. Same thing they did in 2016, only harder. No, Trump can't win. No, he shouldn't win. This is what will happen if he does. The world will explode. That is basically what they're pushing. Nothing new there. Entertainment hitting a new high in terms of uh, pushing that particular agenda. I can't watch any of it anymore. It's every single thing that comes out has this political agenda, and it's all the same agenda. It's the same message. TVs, movies, books, all of it. They all have the same thing. They're all pushing the same thing. Education, even worse. We got people, based, we got, there was a, a young woman who was, I forget the college, but she had to leave because when she came out as a conservative, she was getting death threats. And if you think that's a unique situation, if you think that is not happening across the country in universities, talk to some people who go. The only ones who are, allowed, who are not allowed to speak, the only ones who are basically hiding you know, holding up in their dorm rooms, hoping nobody notices them, who are not, who are afraid to say anything. The only ones doing that are people with Rep Republican and conservative bets. Those are the only students who this is, it's an unsafe environment for them. And we're not talking about it because they're not allowed. They're not allowed to speak because freedom in this, in this country right now only exists for people on the left. And that is a fact. And education, even on lower levels, is pushing the same thing. They got, you got kids sending kids home with projects to do. They seem to be oddly political. I never did a political project in grammar school. Did you? I did one in high school. I think it was for um, Bush versus Dukakis, I think. We all had to do a little poster as to who we were picking and why. That's like it. That's the most we ever did. I certainly never did one in elementary school. You got kids coming home now basically with the rhetoric it's stamped in their brains and telling their parents, what they learned, quote-unquote, learned at school, that Donald Trump is basically evil. How did that even come out? What, 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 on the playground? I don't think so. That came out in the classroom. And we're seeing now more and more that these teachers are freaking dangerous. We've got some that are absolute admitted members of Antifa, far-left crazy maniacs. The ones, in, uh, the ones that were at these riots that were basically... They, we found out they were professors from multiple left-wing universities, left-wing university programs, such as the one, I think it was, it was probably Berkeley, but I think it was one in, in California that says, you know, if you're going to go to school at all at this school, social justice, there's a social justice course you have to take or you can't graduate. It's mandatory. And this is, I, I saw on ABC News that there were, what is it, 50 genders or something? I don't know. They had a list transgender, transsexual woman, transsexual man, transsexual male. By the way, to them, there's a difference between transsexual male and transsexual man. I, it's, it's an unbelievable list. you got to go look that, that crap up. It's, we, we've gone off the freaking deep end. 
But this is what they're pushing, and they're going to push it really hard. And if they have continue to have full control over these three pillars of power, combined with what's happening in the world today, this is what we're up against. I don't even know how to combat it. The only thing I can think of is to basically ignore most of it, just like we sort of did in 2016, see the direction it's going, see just what will happen if leftists have control. We have a clearer view now of what will go down if we put a radical leftist in charge. They already control the, the major parts of this country. Okay, if they control the government too, uh, it's over. You're going to see the sickest, most twisted, most dysfunctional, most amoral, most horrifyingly stupid, brainwashed culture that ever existed. There's not going to be much of anything left. And it's going to, the, the downward spiral will begin quickly. And socialism will be part of it. And that's what we're fighting against. Now, I don't, like I said, it's going to be quite the battle. We can't rely on polls. I don't know if, I do believe Trump has less of a chance this time around simply because of the, what has happened in 2020. And that's just not good for any sitting president. It's just, it's not. It, honestly, it wouldn't, even be bad. it wouldn't even be good for Obama. As much as he is the freaking savior to everybody on the left, it's still tough to deal with, you know, a, a pandemic and an economy and all that stuff. Although obviously the George Floyd thing would have only helped him so, you know, he probably would have been fine with an election. But this is what we're fighting against. This is what I wanted to put out there. I wanted to make this plain for everybody. Um, and uh, just be vigilant. Remember what, what we're up against. And remember the shape that it's taking. This is, this is more severe. This is more sinister. This is more dangerous than it has ever been. And it's because we have exposed them as being these extremists that, I don't know, I'm really hoping there are more moderate leftists out there than I think. I used to think there were a lot. Now I don't know. I used to think there were the majority. Now I'm not sure. But anyway, that's uh, that's my spiel for today. Again, thank you for listening very much. I am, I like I said, I only do this for fun. So any listens are always appreciated. If you want to share with your friends and family, great. It's I don't put any explicit content in. There's no ads to get in the way. Um, you can feel free to subscribe at my site, uh, also free. I'm also on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and Google Play and all those. Um, so, uh, by all means, uh, you know, toss me a like on Facebook or something like that. I hate that platform, but the experts say I have to have it on there if I want any exposure for my podcast or additional exposure, even though it's not doing anything. Because, again, social media really doesn't like voices like mine, which is... I don't know. I guess I've offended people. I don't even know how. I never wanted to. I just wanted to speak out, which is what I will continue to do. And uh, that's it. And I hope I'll see you again next week. Thank you.